0: Pro wrestling is variety. It's Hollywood movie style stunts and exaggeration. Soap opera style acting and storylines. Athleticism unlike anything else on earth. Flexibility. Durability. Seeming invincibility. But the monsters you see on screen or live mixing it up are actually human beings. They're actually mortal. And actually... They tend to make just as many mistakes and poor choices along the journey like the rest of us. The likes of one of my idols, Booker T, uttering the N-word on national TV and the world-famous Hulk Hogan, we coming for you! You know the rest. (laughs) Hulk Hogan himself, in fact, uttering the N-word in an angry recording which, if I'm not mistaken, was regarding his daughter dating a man of color. If I'm not mistaken. Then you have Tessa Blanchard. Spitting in the face of a woman of color. And calling her the N-word during a match. I believe in Tokyo, Japan. A live show. Which as of this recording. I am not aware if there's any footage or not. Either way ladies and gentlemen. Tessa Blanchard is the brand new Impact Wrestling Champion. The Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Tessa Blanchard. Welcome to the Highlight Reel, y'all. It's your boy, Lalo. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a Monday Night Raw review or a Dynamite review. I have not had the time to catch the shows, man. I've just been on the go, working, getting them pestles, man. Chasing after them. Roadrunner. Beep, beep. There goes another pestle. Beep, beep getting it (laughs) sonic the hedgehog chasing them rings but um i'm back with a highlight reel we're gonna we're gonna run down some news baby i got quite a bit of tea to spill here um you know let's get right to it tessa blanchard this is coming off as i covered it in my last episode kind of kind of clickbaity (laughs) episode you know what i'm saying her career is over i had to I had to exaggerate I had to go that extra mile, you know what I'm saying you know it's it's a it's it's a business man, this podcast game <laughs> business I ain't making no money uh. nah but uh Tessa Blanchard, you know the controversy was real, and i gotta say done a really good job of kind of sweeping this under the rug because ever since then, ever since the hard to kill pay per view event where she won the title off of Sammy Callahan. By the way, by by the way, before I even continue, how is Sammy Callahan ever gonna recover from this? You know what I mean? You you lose the world heavyweight title to a female, and and, and, and please, please, I beg you, listeners, do not take this as sexism or you know what I mean. I'm not a sexist. I'm not trying to be uh, uh what do they call it? Um, I, I I'm not a sexist man, but I'm just saying realistically. You know what I mean? A, a woman beating a man for the World Heavyweight Championship, it's ridiculous. Let, let's be real here. I I'm I mean, again, it's no disrespect to women, but, you know, there's a reason we have weight classes. There's a reason we have gender-restricted divisions. You're not going to see, you know, Clarissa Shields beat Deontay Wilder. For the WBC World Heavyweight Championship in boxing, okay, you're not gonna see, um, you know, I, I don't, I, who who's the hottest female talent right now in MMA and UFC? I, I I couldn't tell you, man. That that Latina, that Brazilian chick, what's her name? Or what whatever, you're not gonna see Ronda Rousey, prime Ronda Rousey beat, you know, um, uh, uh, I don't know, Conor McGregor. For the UFC tie. You know what I'm saying? I, my, my point is. You know. Um, my point is. Even though this is professional wrestling. And I realize pro wrestling. Obviously it's it's legitimate. Yes. We get it. I know that. I get it. It's still real to me. damn it. <laughs> There's your first cringe-worthy soundbite of the day. Nah, look man. Look. I know that. Uh. Pro wrestling is fixed. You know, it's not real. <laughs> I get it. But we're trying to suspend our disbelief and our rationale here. To be entertained by watching a sport, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? And and enjoy it. But we want to see a kick of realism. We want. That's why we like to see, you know, guys mixing it up. 30 minute matches. You know, with, with a lot of athleticism. A lot of high you know, Octane competition, we don't like to see garbage like the 24-7 title, I don't know any man in his right mind who enjoys that, and shenanigans like that, okay, and even though pro wrestling is scripted and staged, I just cannot buy a female beating a man for the heavyweight, I don't care how good she is, you know what I mean, I mean, look, I understand, you know, like, the seventh wonder of the world, China, holding the intercontinental strap back in 2001 or 2000 whatever it was, right? I I get it. I could I could see Awesome Kong whooping some dudes ass. You know what I'm saying and winning a championship. Um but the world heavyweight championship. The prized possession of the business of your company, which in impact wrestling is the title Tessa Blanchard won. That title right there means you are absolutely the best pound for pound. You're the company's uh poster child the poster boy of the company or in this case he's the poster woman of the company but i just cannot buy it y'all could call me what you will i promise you i'm not on some sexist shit i'm not on some you know what i'm saying some gender inequality shit nah I, i i love to see the women mixing it up and doing big things but I stick by my stance. I just cannot buy a woman beating a man for the world heavyweight title. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to come right out and say it. I-, I have to say it how it needs to be said, man. I just don't buy it. And to me, honestly, the Impact Wrestling heavyweight title is a joke. I- I'm going to just say it right now. And this has nothing to do with Tessa Blanchard's, uh, uh, you know, her... um. Her big controversy, you know, with the N-word and all that being racist or whatever. People are lab- labeling her now a bully as well. A lot of female talents have come out and stated that she's a bully, she's a racist, she's conniving, etc. And this has nothing to do with that. I literally just, you know, I want my world heavyweight champion to be a world heavyweight champion, you know. uh, uh, uh I mean, that's a Blanchard. she She's good. And she is very good. In fact, I have been saying it for many, many weeks now, months perhaps, that she should be signed to AEW. They should swoop her up before WWE gobbles her up like Pac-Man gobbling up pellets. I mean, she is an extraordinary talent in female professional wrestling in, in that division. But that's a division. Women's wrestling is a division. I'm not big on intergender matches. Like I said, there's a reason in sports. And again, I get it. Pro wrestling is not a real sport. I get it. Y'all don't have to bombard me with that. I get that. But, you know, pro wrestling is presented as a legitimate sport. It's not presented like, oh, welcome to, uh, you know, Monday Night Raw where tonight, you know, we're going to see, you know, some fake matches here with uh, these guys I mean, you get what I'm saying. It's presented as a real sports product here. It's not presented like a fictional, uh, a fake. You know what I mean? This is presented as a real sport, and it is your task to suspend your disbelief and your critical eyes. You know what I mean? And just enjoy, enjoy it as if it were a real sport. You know what I mean? And accept it. But I can't. Like I said, I just can't accept that. I can't accept a woman beating a man for the world heavyweight title. There's a reason. There's divisions. There's a reason you're not gonna see a heavyweight boxer take on a flyweight. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna see. I mean, I know in wrestling it happens all the time. I know you see heavyweights mixing it up with cruiserweights all the time. I get that. I know it happens. But you know, I, I I'm sticking to my to my stance, man. I I just don't see Tessa Blanchard as a a world heavyweight title contender. You know that's it's not her division. Now, women's championship, absolutely. You know, I don't know, perhaps the women's title in, in, in Impact Wrestling simply doesn't have enough value for her anymore. She's probably... You know what, man? She could very well be the most talented wrestler they have on their roster. She could very well be the most talented wrestler they have. Um, you know, and props to her. Regardless whatever happened with her in Japan and the controversy there. But um, again, I, I'm just not big on intergender wrestling, you know, it, it, I just can't buy it. I can't bring myself to buy it. You know what I mean? And you look at Sammy Callahan, the dude is a freak, man. I mean, he will whoop somebody's ass very easily in real life. I cannot see Tessa Blanchard or any other woman her size putting up a fight against Sammy Callahan, man. It, you know, in, in a real fight, I, I could see maybe Awesome Kong, maybe whooping on her. <laughs> <laughs> sammy keller taking a piece of his hair and sniffing on it i mean i could maybe see like rhea ripley you know what i'm saying ronda rousey uh you know um tony storm perhaps i don't know man a bigger woman out there that could probably give him a run for his money but tessa blanchard ain't the one is all i'm saying she ain't the one man i don't buy it but hey props to (laughs) her I guess I mean you know I ain't trying to throw shade that's just my point of view y'all could call me what you will man I ain't on some sexist shit believe me I, I you know I respect everybody you know and um it is what it is And this is going to be a very AEW-centric episode. So, let's start off with the first piece of AEW news, man. AEW tops NXT in the ratings last week. The Bash at the Beach edition. (laughs) The Bash at the Beach. (laughs) I'ma bash you, Beach. Nah, the Bash at the Beach edition of Dynamite drew in 940,000 viewers. Just shy 60,000 of a million. While NXT drew 700,000. And incidentally, there is a strong rumor, if you will, that WWE is most likely going to be suing AEW for using the Bash at the Beach name. Now, of course, Cody would acquire the Bash at the Beach trademark earlier last year, along with a few other, uh, to my knowledge, undisclosed WCW pay-per-view names and trademarks. Uh, Furthermore, AEW has confirmed to using the Bash at the Beach name once again in week two. In fact, members of the Elite came out to speak to the crowd after the Bash at the Beach show, and they pretty much confirmed that they would, in fact, be getting sued for calling it Bash at the Beach. (laughs) So, only time will tell. I guess they're not afraid, though. Hey, we got that Tony Khan money, baby. Bring it on, WWE. Y'all could bring it on. We got that Khan money. What y'all gonna do? Y'all couldn't even beat CM Punk in your trial there. Anyway, TNT, speaking of AEW, TNT has extended AEW Dynamite through to 2023. It was also announced that the two sides agreed to a new AEW series to premiere at a later date. Now, this this series is all but confirmed to basically just be a bigger version of AEW Dark, which currently runs on YouTube. So I read that basically... It'll be AEW Dark coming onto TNT, except it'll be, I I believe, a little bit longer than just an hour. I don't know if it's going to have a two-hour time slot, but I think it might be like an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes, something like that. And I mean, I would imagine because they're saying it's going to be like they're going to have a... Like a little docu series, you know, like a little documentary pre- presentation of different wrestlers. They're gonna take you backstage, give you in-depth looks at wrestlers warming up, I suppose, and and just overall, you know, character building. You know, you know what I'm saying? Backstories, and um, they're gonna, you know, give you the full scoop on behind the scenes of AEW and whatnot. And and I dig it. I dig it. I mean, I think that's a pretty good idea. And uh, furthermore, I think you know, AEW they just really need to they need to focus on building their their newer stars you know um i think dynamite right now at, the, at least the last time that i watched it it seems to be filled with the majority of just big uh main eventers you know and and mixing them with jobbers um, and you know, and, and a lot of the main eventers, unfortunately, though, are jobbing out to the jobbers or, or the, the mid carters, if you will. Like we've seen Cody putting over the butcher in the blade. We've seen him put over Wardlow in a beat down, uh, Wardlow beating down Cody. We've seen the bucks putting over, um, uh, Lucha bros, uh, private party. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So really, I think AEW dark would be a better platform for those type of cats, to earn their merit instead of going on dynamite and right off the top just just beating the top guys that doesn't make any sense to me um taz the human suplex machine taz signs a multi-year deal with aew now as of this recording it remains to be seen if taz will be doing aew dark uh exclusively or if he's gonna somehow join the dynamite broadcast team perhaps a four-man team i i doubt that but um yeah i mean as of this recording it's unknown um but this is what taz had to say about his deal taz says quote unquote i feel like i feel if i got back into the game now as a color analyst it's gotta be a place that's willing to let me apply my trade as i like in terms of breaking down the physicality taz continues I'm a guy who drew money, won a lot of matches, lost a lot of matches. I've done everything in the business and I have three decades in the industry. To me, I've done it all and I bring that to the table. It's not just a guy who was pretty cool on commentary on SmackDown. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I gotta say, speaking of SmackDown... Those were the best years ever for SmackDown right there. When Taz and Michael Cole were on commentary, yeah, believe it or not, once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, Michael Cole was actually pretty good on commentary, y'all. I mean, I remember he was, they were my favorite duo, honestly, at, at the time. I mean, Jerry the King Lawler and, and um, Jim Ross were still doing it big on Raw, but I actually really loved... Michael Cole and Taz as a duo on SmackDown in the early years of SmackDown, you know, 2002 to 2004, I think it was, 2005. They had a pretty decent long run together. And um it was it was perfect. You know, Taz and Michael Cole, they bounced off of each other really well. They had an excellent chemistry. You know, Taz he would, you know, go in-depth on the physicality, as he says, you know, in the matches, naming the the holds, the correct moves, while Michael Cole added the exclamation marks, you know, as he does. And he and Taz would clown on Cole, too. It, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And those were some of the best years for SmackDown, right there. That ruthless aggression era. By the way, it's totally off-topic, but I just want to put this out there. In my opinion, and this... This is a, a widely uh, opposed opinion, if you will. You know, it's a, it's a, I'm in the minority here, basically. But I'm actually unpopular opinion, okay, is what I was looking for. The Attitude Era, in my opinion, is overrated. And the Ruthless Aggression Era, which ran from about 2002 to 2006, in my opinion, that was the best era in WWE ever. That Ruthless Aggression Era, y'all, we had Undertaker. Shawn michaels brock lesnar eddie guerrero all in their primes okay all in their primes at the time edge ray mysterio i mean one of the greatest rosters ever assembled in that time frame amazing wrestling matches you know what i mean and and i mean yeah we had our share of dumb storylines at that time too i'll never forget the tori wilson and her dad her dad dying and bullshit like that but that don't compare to the Attitude Era shenanigans where you had them little Japanese dudes chopping off Val penis is Venus' penis. His Venus. And you had uh, May Young giving birth to a hand with Mark Henry. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the Attitude Era is really overrated, if you ask me. I'm sorry. Again, really unpopular opinion. I think I'm going to piss a lot of people off with this episode. <laughs> I, I, I should name this episode, I'm Going to Piss You Off Today. Nah, but yeah, that, that's just my opinion, man, and I'm sticking to it. The Attitude Era is hella overrated. In my opinion, the Ruthless Aggression Era was the best era in WWE for me personally. Um, but then again, it's kind of, I'm a little biased because I grew up in that era mostly. I mean, the Attitude Era, I was a little, little kid, um, but I do remember it pretty well. Um, so, I want to end now. Matter of fact, I'm gonna cut off the music man, because now we're gonna get into <clears throat> we're gonna shift gears and get into the last story of the hour, and that is Rocky Johnson has passed away at the age of seventy five and as of this recording, the rock, who is the son of Rocky Johnson, he has not commented on this um he has not posted anything on his social media, Twitter. Uh, uh, Instagram, which, you know, he's really, really active on those platforms, you know, because The Rock, he's not just an actor anymore. He's a businessman. I mean, he has his own, he even has his own tequila brand now. I, I, I want to say it's called Teremana, Teremana Tequila, The Rock's Tequila. Just search it. Just Google search The Rock's Tequila. The man has his own <laughs> brand of tequila, okay? Very busy individual. And he has not, you know been active on social media understandably so. You know, the rock he's probably with his fams, with his bams and he's planning the funeral and all the the necessary uh moves to make after the tragic uh passing of Rocky Johnson, you know? I mean, 75 it's not it's not young, but it's it's not very very old either. You know, I had a grandmother who passed away a couple years ago. She lived to be, I believe it was 97 years old. Uh, just a little shy of 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 100. You know, so um, nonetheless, um, I just want to take this time to pay my respect to Rocky Johnson, the father of the rock, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. That's right. You produced the most electrifying son in the business. So props to you. And hopefully you're flying high with Macho Man. And you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Roddy Piper. And Ultimate Warrior and many, many other wrestling legends, man. And You know, unfortunately, I, I don't know too much about Rocky Jan- Johnson and his accomplishments. You know, his time was uh, way beyond my years. You know, I was wet behind the ears, man. I, I don't remember. I don't know. You know, I, I never got to see Rocky Johnson. He wrestled in the 80s, man. And I think, you know, um, probably in the 70s, I believe, actually. Like, the 70s, Rocky Johnson was around, so... Obviously, that's way before my time, but I have seen footage of him and I've had obviously read about him. I know about him through The Rock, um, you know. And yeah, so Rocky Johnson, I'm paying my respects here. And um, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rocky Johnson, for giving us The Rock. You know what I'm saying? And um, one of the all time greatest. I mean, The Rock, he's going to go down. He he has to go down as the greatest talker of all time in professional wrestling. I don't care what y'all say. There there ain't nobody else you could throw at me, you know, who, who can top The Rock. Not even Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not even Prime Hulk Hogan in the 80s. Not even Prime John Cena, whether it's Doctor of Thuganomics or, or you know, the never quit, never give up Marine John Cena guy, whatever. It ain't, ain't nobody ever. Can top the rock. He is the top guy in the business as far as talking goes. There's, there will never be another. And Rocky Johnson, hey, you flying high, brother. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the Highlight Reel. I'm Amaoji.